up everybody welcome back to another episode of not so therapeutic uh this is an episode that i have been looking forward to for a very long time um and i've just been here it's okay it's okay it's okay we're good we got, we got a good episode um today we'll be talking about uh perseverance and being persistent in life um today we have a very special guest he is a good friend of mine i look up to this guy he's basically like a mentor really um i've been looking we've been planning this for like the past I want to say maybe like six to eight honestly months. we have so many guests Yo. that we're supposed to record with and oh, it's just been hard OD, OD, OD. Oh, okay no 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 okay yeah i need a moment all right i give it um so uh without further ado uh today we have the co-founder of x first official and pyramid group uh he's only 23 years old he's been doing a lot of things he's very big into the web 3 space and crypto and all that stuff or you guys that trying to get rich like us, I guess. He's uh, only 23 years old. His name is Easton Gladney, and he shall be joining us. That's cool. I'm just going to be like co-founder. Polo. He's a co-founder. Yeah. Let's just take a moment and look at these fucking notes that Max has here today. I have notes. No, that's that's completely different. Well, now I feel like I'm slacking. Shit, I don't want <laughs> Uh, it says he's, it says he's well fat. No, he's joining the other one. Oh, uh, yeah. Oops. Sorry, Easton. Man, yeah, he's a really, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything about the features. I'm not going to lie. This is all going to be added in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I can't fucking breathe right now. Um. Recording will be saved and not so better. Oh, that's dope. Is it? Is it? Oh, hello. Hello. There we go. There we go. What up? How are you guys? Hello, bro. How you guys doing? Good. How are you? How's it going? Amazing. It's war off, man. I know. I did. What did this happen? Uh last week. Oh, what? Okay. What? What made you pull the trigger on that? Uh I just. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings with my friend, and he shaved his head. And I was—I've actually been thinking about it a while. Um, I've watched uh, Andrew Tate a lot, and he talked about shaving your head. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, let's do it. I don't—I was kind of sick of my long hair. I've had it for probably six years, so I was like, it's time to cut it off and, and just say fuck it. Damn. And how how'd you feel afterward? Uh, the first buzz was. I was like, oh shit, this looks terrible. And then as I got it off, I was like, I really like this. So I'm pretty happy. Yeah. That's good. Uh, That's good. It looks good. good. Thank you. Thank you. Good. Um, by the way, I'm Brandon. Yeah. I've heard a What's lot of up? how are you? Like That's awesome. First time, yeah. Oh, it's Brandon, nice to meet you. Houston Brandis. <laughs> um, you already know me. Uh, before we get started, can I always tell um the people like how me and you came to connect together? Do you remember? Uh, was it on TikTok? It was on TikTok. Damn, you guys was. Yes, bro. It was on TikTok. <laughs> it was maybe like about a year ago. We were both doing, was it, was it the affiliate marketing or no, you were doing your real estate. I was doing the whole affiliate marketing thing. Yeah. Somehow we interconnected and then we just reached out and here we are now. I think it's been longer than a year. I think. I think. Right. 
I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't know. Time, time has been a blur. I'm not going to lie. That's cool as fuck. But yeah. Um, now, uh, I'll let you give yourself a, a little intro. Like, Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I already told, um, uh, I gave you like a little intro before before you joined the, the, the call. Uh, how you're the co-founder of X-First Official and the Pyramid. Yeah. You're only 23 years old. You're into real estate. You're into crypto. You're into all these kinds of stuff. So um, how about you tell people a little bit of, uh, about what you do? Yes. Yeah, so um, I am 23. I've been in the NFT crypto space for uh, about two years. Before that, I was a real estate agent for a little bit over three years. Uh, got licensed when I was 18, 19, somewhere around there. Um, when it comes to the NFT Web3 space, I've been creating content for over two years. Now it's mainly about that. Um, I am a consultant, a educator, a public speaker, and a NFT project founder. Nice. Looking shit. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, like I told you before, uh, this episode, I want to talk about persistence. Um, knowing from the stuff that you told me from your past and just the stuff that we've talked. Um, I know you're a very persistent guy, especially like to thrive, to do big things, you know. Um, and I want to give first the definition of persistence, uh, which is a firmer obs- obstinate. Is that how you say that word? I don't know. Uh, continuance uh, in course of action in spite of difficult or opposition, right? So that means basically just sticking to your plan no matter what, right? Now, is there anything that comes to mind when you hear the word persistence or like of any, or what would I say, uh, kind of like, what's the word? A scenario that where you had to be persistent yourself. Yeah. So I think all the way back to when I was born, um, I was born premature. I was supposed to be born in March and I was born in December. Um, that came with many problems. Uh, like uh, I was put on tubes to breathe i had i had heart surgery um in the back um i had to be life flighted uh i think at least one time um and that that produced many problems like tourette's a lazy eye a lisp a stutter uh a bunch of um mental health problems like depression and anxiety and throughout my entire life i've basically done the work to like fix myself and kind of um move through those especially as a kid so i think that's probably the most persistent thing i've had to go through and then obviously with business small things uh like losing money and things like that but i think the more was uh not giving up on myself because i could have easily just said you know what i have a lisp i have a stutter i can't speak i'm not going to do public speaking why would i make content um i do wear it like a like a patch in school for my lazy guy so a lot of things like that, um, more as a younger child and then living into my teen years. That's crazy. Now, question, and same, now you mentioned that, did you ever get bullied growing up? Mm, a little bit, but it wasn't as bad. I mean, I had like dandruff and stuff like that. Like people made fun of me for that, but it yeah. wasn't anything more than like, than like a high school, I mean, then like a middle school, high school, like bully, like a fun type of bully. So not really, no. Yeah, I see. That's good. That's good. What was it that like inspired you to just keep on going? You know, like when, especially when it comes to mental health, a lot of people kind of just always put themselves down. What was it that motivated you to like be like, yeah, no, fuck this. Like I have to just keep being me, you know? 
Uh, I think the biggest thing was I knew that I had potential. There was really a never a time, especially when I was a kid, that I was like, I'm going to give up or I'm going to just not work toward anything. I've never, I don't know why as a kid I was like that, but I, moving into my conscious years when I was more self-aware about things, it just was, I couldn't see myself not fulfilling my true potential and anything less of at least me trying to do that uh, to me was failure. I like that. I, I like you. I like yeah, that. No, no, that was really good. All right, that's good. Now, um, what is the, what's the biggest thing that persistence has taught you, like throughout your life? Just what would you say? That things are not like they seem. Um, the good and the bad, and the bad things, especially that you go through. When you get through them, they shaped your experience. And they usually aren't bad because they got you to where you are now. Yes. That's the thing, you know, like when you're in a moment, you're going through something bad. You're like, damn, bro. Like I'm going through hell right now, basically. But I, I forgot who said this quote. I think it was Steve Harvey or something, but it was like, if you're going through hell, why would you stop there? Like why stop in hell? Just keep going. You know, exactly. Makes sense. Like you don't want to stay in the same spot forever. Um, now. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about your mental health and how, um, and self-awareness as well, which I think are two things that go hand in hand, you know, because in order for you to know that you have either mental health issues or just something, not all of us are perfect, you know, and we all have mental wars that we fight and, and everything. So how would you say that, uh, your self-awareness, um, like kind of like guided you through the journey of figuring out your mental health and stuff? Um, I think self-awareness is the key to mental health problems. Um, I think for me, um, I didn't know how to watch my feelings and detach from them. Um, watching my feelings by me being able to kind of look at them without taking action so kind of like when they're when they're popping up i'm not really reacting to them i'm bringing awareness just like how when you stub your toe you have a mass awareness like on your toe that's hurting kind of when that feeling pops up you you're aware of that feeling and i wasn't able to do that until like 18 19 years old because i didn't know how to feel my feelings i just they came up i would react to them it would go away and I would move on with my life. I see. I see. Now, um, uh, you've mentioned to me before and you've gone to therapy and stuff. Do you think, uh, therapy is a helpful tool for people or do you think it's a waste of time for some or like, how do you, how do you feel about it? Cause I, I, I feel like your perspective on it has changed over the past, like two or three years, but I'm not sure. So I, I'm this, gonna... this is a very, very tough topic i don't think it's useful um i think it can be if you get the right person but i don't think generally it is a useful tool and i think there's two reasons for that i think one where you're learning your information from which is college and the schooling system does not want you to be fulfilled and happy so the information that the therapist is reading from you is from a book and they're just regurgitating information and at least the therapists that I have, they all have never, they told me that they never struggled with mental health. So how am I going to relate to you? And how are you going to give me information 
when you haven't struggled. I have learned more from a guy on YouTube who has made YouTube videos with no degree. And I think these people, they go to these therapists and I went to these therapists that had a degree. They said they knew information and they really, the biggest thing for me is they, they focus on the wrong thing. They focus on avoidance and they focus on trying to get rid of the thoughts and the feelings you're having instead of truly accepting them and knowing that you don't have to live life based on how you feel. You know, I kind I can kind of agree with that. Um, recently I told Brandon, I recently decided to go to therapy. Just, I felt very overwhelmed by like everything around me. And I called you the other day and I was like, bro, like I feel fucking lost. I even told you myself, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, bro. So I decided to go to therapy and stuff. And afterward I was like, he didn't really help me out. Like, like wow. that's it. He didn't really do anything that I was like, oh, I learned that today. Like, I was like, because I told him, I was like, okay, I know my problems. Like, I know what I have wrong. I know what I need to do. I just need like some sort of, I guess, guidance as to how to maneuver through it. Um, But then he just looked at me. He was like, oh, nice. Okay. Well, I, I was like, what? <laughs> I think most therapy is just a place for people to vent and talk. It's a safe yeah. space. Yes. Yes. Now. Is there a difference between ther a therapist and a psychiatrist? Like, like, what's where do you draw the line between the two? Do you know, there is a difference. I have no clue. Yeah. All right. Because I feel like psychiatrist is for when you're more like deep down the road or some like maybe like schizophrenia type thing. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to put anything out there that's gonna get us canceled. I feel like there's different ways of therapy. Like you don't always have to go and talk to a therapist. Yeah. Like. Look at Easton as an example. Whatever he's doing that he enjoys is his therapy, right? So it's like when you're doing uh, all the crypto stuff and things that make you happy, that's just you finding peace within yourself and just, you know, trying to make something out of it. But you, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, not really. I <laughs> would have to disagree, to be honest. Um, I'm in crypto to help people and get rich, but I think this <laughs> where he's, he's he's being straight up about it. I like this, this is where a lot of people I think trick or not. They kind of look at stuff like differently. Like to me, my therapy is being able to be present in every moment and walk through life detached from feelings. I don't really like to tie my peace to one action or things in my life. I like to be able to accept whatever I'm feeling, like even happy feelings. I feel like people get addicted to happy feelings and they think the good feelings of like making money is means they're fulfilled. When I think a lot of people, at least me, I try to detach myself from any like event that I'm doing and be able to accept any moment that I'm in, which allows me to fully enjoy that moment because I'm not trying to get something from it. Yeah, there you go. Damn, that's deep. Holy shit. I, didn't, I, I never even thought about that. Okay, now uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the whole crypto and the Web3 space. Like, what's what's going on with that for the people that don't know? I'm not yes. Crazy, so. so to break it down in very normal terms, it is the third iteration of the internet. So, and it's Web3. So Web1 was read-only, consume-only. Think of web pages where, like, a blog. Um, Web2 was you get to create content but the companies own your data so instagram TikTok, you're a content creator you produce content they own your data web3 is you own your data you are part of the growing process um a good example 
I think is Dr. D- uh, Disrespect. He came out with a video game. Uh, he released NFTs and he's allowing the community to be a part of um, the process of building the game. He has the NFT that's a founder's pass. If you buy this pass, you get access to the game. You own it. It's yours and you can be a part of the growing process. So it just is a way for people to really kind of be a part of the process and really own the things that they're doing. So think of like owning followers, like uh, like owning your data, like owning things like that. That's kind of like a basic. Now, how, like, how does the owning process of it uh, go through? Like, or, or let me think of a way to make this question make sense. Because, <laughs> like, my my thing is, how do I know that I own? It? Like, yes. for example, like the whole blockchain thing and all that. But like, do you get like a certificate that's like, okay. Bro, I I own this thing? Like, how do you know? So it's all on the blockchain. So the blockchain is a record that is almost impossible to change. I, I don't want to say like it's impossible because nothing's impossible, but it is the closest thing to impossible that you can't change. So when a transaction goes through on the blockchain, um, it records it, who spent it, what they spent, when they spent it, um, what they bought, the dollar amount of it. And think of it like a bank statement, like we have like all your transactions, but it's, but it's public and it's for like anything that happens on that chain. So I like to relate the blockchain to like a, a Verizon like network. You connect your phone to the Verizon network and it's like the foundation of everything. And that's like the blockchain, but like the web three version. Um, so it basically just records everything. Um, and that kind of, that's, it shows the proof of ownership. So if you owned an NFT, you can go on the blockchain and it shows that you owned it, who the the artist is and what it is. Oh, okay. I see. That's good. That's, you said that's the future right now. And now, what do you think, how do you think that's going to like develop, let's say five, 10 years down the road? Uh, so I think there's a good and there's a bad, there's going to be a good and a bad outcome of this. I think good, uh, I think everything that is a contract or has data will be on the blockchain. Okay. Um, so think our deeds, think house deeds, think the auditor's office, all the house information. Um, uh, the bad thing is going to be CBDCs, so central bank uh, digital currencies, which is basically a digital dollar that the government can release. Okay. Uh, can you hear my dog? Yeah, it's you're good. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, it's a CBDC where the government's going to release this to the population, and it's basically going to be pram, uh, programmable money. So they're going to be able to tell you where you can spend it at, um, how you can spend it, how much you can spend, and they're going to be able to track everything. So it's going to be complete control. So the blockchain's going to be bringing convenience, but with convenience, you're obviously giving up control. And the government's going to be able to see, like everything you're doing. It. How do you? Scary. How do you think AI is going to intertwine into that? We've seen, for example, like Chat GPT and all these other AI servers or whatever they're called. I'm not that big into tech, so I don't know. <laughs> but how do you think, like all all of that combined, will intertwine in the future? Do you think humanity's doomed, or? I think we crave convenience over everything we will we will crave convenience over everything we do and i think the blockchain 
will show proof of ownership and the AI will be able to use that data that the blockchain pulls to automate everything. So think supply chain, um, the like the uh, the auditor's office. And the, when it comes to just AI in general, you have like chat GPT and it's, it's going to be learning and it's going to be really doing everything that humans like want it to do that it can, like everything that's not creative. Um, but I do think AI will, it will help creatives um, that can't create in the way they want. So think someone that, that really likes to write or make art, but they can't put it on paper. They can use AI art to put uh, their words from their mind into the AI and it makes art. Um, I think it'll do all the tasks. Uh, you see like McDonald's uh, being able to not have cashiers and just use like the little screens to order, like things like that. It'll take away a job, like just make things like quicker and faster. Cool. Um, one thing I, I remember talking about the whole AI thing in, in one of my classes and um, I mentioned how, yeah, there's a lot of um, like jobs that are going to be taken away, like simple jobs, for example, cashier, cashier jobs, like gas station jobs or whatever. Uh, but that opens up a room. It opens up, uh, I want to say, yeah, you get more room to, to do things that will fulfill you in life, right? Like now... For example, I feel like we live in a time where since technology is so advanced, we have the opportunity to literally make a living just off of a couple of videos and get ad revenue and stuff. So like, how do you, how do you see that? Um, do you think that the, ex I want to say extension of some jobs is better for human fulfillment? Or do you think we do still need like those basic kind of like bullshit jobs? Um, I don't think we need them. I, but I do think there are people that find fulfillment from that type of work. Um, but I do think uh, the the aid of technology has always taken us from survival state into a state of more creativity if you use it correctly. Um, and I think that will just continue to do so. So like in, instead of like, I guess, taking a horse for like a month, then you can now drive your car and like get there in like a day. Um, it just it makes everything faster, and it'll just continue to speed up life and continue to speed up the everyday um, activities, which will obviously give us more time to do things that we enjoy. But I I also think there will always be people that are in those jobs because we need them. We need people like there can be people are, that are like cleaning the AI, the people that are like the technicians, the people that are kind of like making sure things go smoothly. So I think those jobs will always be there. It'll just look different. Okay. I like that. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, now with, uh, I wanted to ask, oh my God. Damn, what was I going to say? Um, so you mentioned about how AI and all that stuff will uh, benefit us in the way that we could probably be more creative and stuff. Yeah. Um, how do you think our motivation would tie into that? Like, do you think people need to be motivated to be more creative? Or do you think that's just something that just flows through them? Or what's what's your thoughts on motivation in general? I think motivation's bullshit. Um, I, <laughs> I wanted to hear that. Yes. I don't like motivation because motivation means that you act on your feelings. And like I said before, I don't like to live life based on how I feel. Um, so I think motivation comes after you take action. And 
I think a better word for I like to use is fulfillment and inspiration. I think you take action when you're inspired. And I think inspiration comes from you, you finding something that you love to do and like your purpose. Um, and I think it kind of, um, it just all comes down to action. Like I really didn't want to get on this podcast this morning, but I knew that if I did and I started it, I would love it. So I think like that's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's something that I like need to learn. And I've told you, I've told you this too. Um, I was like, sometimes I just like, I don't feel like doing stuff, but it's like at the end of the yeah. day, you gotta stop being a bitch to just do it. Honestly, last week when we were supposed to originally film, uh, I overslept. I was like, fuck. And, and then, yeah. So then, uh, Max was over here, like blowing up my phone, like, wake up, wake up. I could go through Instagram. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I overslept so bad, but today. I had my alarm on, everything. I was ready to go. And then I call up Max, wake up, wake up, wake up. That's funny. And I was like, I was up. I was up. It was just dark room. Let's just go off. <laughs> no, but yeah. Um, and now, so changing a little bit of topic here, um, you mentioned uh, to figure out life's purpose, I guess. So, or, or, and it's something that we talked about before on one of our previous episodes. Do you think, everybody has a purpose or do you think you can live life without for or like do you think everybody needs to have a purpose in life i do i think that's what inspires you to do things i think if you live life really not moving towards some goal and i don't think we're born with like a purpose i think we we can give meaning to anything in life but i think we need to give meaning to something to drive us because if not we will just be waiting to die i see that is great yeah and now what do you think what do you think your purpose is i was gonna ask that yeah (laughs) i think my purpose is to be a beacon of hope for people that are struggling and show them that their life can be different um and not in the foo-foo motivational speaker way but the deep uh rooted way more in mental health and taking action and that no matter what position you're in your life can change even if you don't have legs damn that's the Ethan's been dropping a bunch of like whole bunch of stuff i'm telling you bro i'm waiting for this i love it (laughs) i'm waiting for this i can tell brandon when i come in i take my i take my book out take out my little notes he's like yo max you can prepare it. I was like, yeah, that's how, that's how, you know, he's really excited for an episode is when he comes with like mad notes. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't know. Like I've told you before, you're someone like I've I've seen you from, from when we first met, like, I want to say, yeah, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. I'm like, I don't even know the time. Yeah. To where you are now. I'm like, damn, like this kid, he really, he really did it. So it's like, (laughs) thank you. Yeah. You're someone I look up to. So, um, now that you mentioned your life's purpose and it's like bringing a beacon of hope uh, and stuff like that to everybody else, how did you end up there at that conclusion? Like, did you, because I'm sure you had to try a lot of things, like to figure out what exactly it is that you wanted. So what would you give, what advice would you give to someone that's, that doesn't know what their purpose is or is like feeling lost in life, I guess? I would say try as many possible things as you can. And don't, don't cut out any possibility, uh, because the thing that you think 
the thing that you might think right now is your life's purpose and is that you're going to do forever could change in a year. And I think being okay, letting go of what you thought you had to do for what is the new purpose. Um, I like, like I said before, I don't think anyone has like a straight per a straight purpose. I think it changes through life in the stages that you go through. And I think a lot of people get stuck on what they think they have to do, like going to college or working a job or being at being an athlete. And I think just letting life flow and trusting that the universe will take care of you if you have peer intentions. That's something that's very important, having peer intentions, right? Because nowadays we live in a world, I mean, and you know yourself, you, you've been in the world state industry before you know how fucked yeah. up people can be um so i feel like that's one of it's kind of like it's kind of like a bittersweet type of thing because it's like if you're pure-hearted you know there's no malice in your heart you know you want the best for everybody else for you and for everybody around you yeah not everybody's like that yeah. so you're bound to get fucked over at some point, yeah right and now how do you how do you deal with that or is there any like is there any examples that you could give us of something like that that happens to you yeah, I've been fucked over a lot, um, especially in the crypto NFT space. Um, I think the the one example that comes to mind, um, I was working with a guy. Uh, he was a famous rapper. He released an NFT collection on um, our blockchain. I remember this. Um, and he, uh, there was a lot of different examples, but I was basically trying to help him. I was trying to give him advice. Um and there was this one example that that comes to mind um is he released this small collection he's like hey if you uh if you mint um we can control the entire supply so he's basically trying to fuck people over and i was like oh shoot i'm out of e-gold he's like oh here's some e-gold you can mint and i was like oh awesome like thanks for being nice i go to mint i'm like hey I'll pay your eagle back in a day or two when I get it. And he said, no, you can keep it. Just sweep the floor and uh, you'll be good. And I was like, uh, that's really not what I want to do. I didn't really by sweep the floor. So buy as many from the buy as many that like the cheapest prices. So like, okay. let's say like there's something listed for like 30 bucks. 35 and 40 he went to me to buy all those so the floor raises and it's artificially pumped and i was like uh, yeah you can take your eight eagle back and i was talking to my business partner and i had no clue that he was trying to fuck me over and use me but i think that was a good example of i had peer intentions i wasn't trying to artificially pump the floor or like fuck people over i actually bought some realized what he was doing and i sold them and i gave him his money back and say dude take your money back. I don't want to like, like you can have this, I'll pass. And I went in not thinking anything of it. And I came out was like, not like this guy is a complete scumbag. He was really trying to get me and use my peer intentions to fuck people over and pump his collection for his own, uh, his own game. Crazy. Yeah. Do you know where, like where that project was? I'm sure that project is. That project is dead. He ended up, uh, quitting or not quitting. He, he ended up basically stopping everything that he was doing, went and made a game. That's complete dog shit. And he basically lied. Like I could sue him. I lost, well, I probably lost 15, 10 to 15 grand 
somewhere in there on his collection. Um, and he basically lied to everyone. He stopped doing what he said he was going to do. And he blames it on people are hateful and people are mean when people were just trying to hold him accountable for what he was, uh, what he was doing. Raise the anger. I mean, have you, have you bounced back from that 10, 15 grand though? Mm, not really. I mean, I had to take a loss. I, like I've lost so much money in the last, uh, year because people don't have parent yeah. engines. They're not building for the future. They say promises. They lie to your face. Then they leave with your money and you don't get it back. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the fucked up part to it. It's like everything, people will do anything for money, you know? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's kind of sad because it's like, we live, we're, we're, we're in the, in a time where like having genuine connections with people will boost you the most. I ask yes. like, like just having just a regular one-on-one pure hearted connection with someone can like literally make you go from zero to a hundred. But everybody's just so focused on the material things that it's like, no, fuck you. I want my money or thing. You know? But the funny part about that is if you build deep connections, you'll make more money in the long term. And I feel like a lot of people, especially in the space I'm in, they make, they go for the quick million when if they just waited two years, they could make 10. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Holy shit. Now, can you talk a little bit about um, your own projects? Because I know you're uh, you're the co-founder of Experts Official and the Pyramid. Yes. What's what are those? like? What's what's that about? Yeah. So Pyramid Group is a registered business in New Jersey. Um, it's oh. me. Uh, it's me and my two partners, uh, Matt and Don Paolo. Um, we that was a consulting agency. Okay. We started that last year. Uh, we then went from being a consulting agency, which we still are. We started X first, which we are managing and it is a community project. Um, so, uh, the community has a giant impact and we're basically like building for them. Like that's kind of like what we build it for. Like we built it for the community, um, which is us. And I think we have 110 holders right now of our NFTs. And what we're basically doing is we are supporting nodes on the Multiverse X blockchain. And a node is basically a, it validates transactions. So think of like a, I don't know, like a Verizon tower where like a signal goes to the tower and it makes sure it's working. This basically, you can own it and it validates transactions. And for doing that, you get rewarded a percentage rate, which is right now it's between 10 and 12%. So we are going to be supporting those because they make sure the the blockchain runs and the blockchain and the founders of of the Multiverse X blockchain, they've created some amazing stuff for us, some amazing tech, and we want to give back and support them. So we are going to be taking uh, the community's money and we are going to be supporting nodes. So if there's failing nodes, if there are nodes that need help, you need 2,500 e-gold to run a node. So um, if they are struggling to get that money, um, or if we just want to give uh, like e-gold to people that need it, we are going to be giving it to them. We are going to be taking that percentage rate. I think it's like 8 to 12%. Um, and we are going to be giving back to the community. That's basically like a, like a non-technical internship. That's what's up, man. I, I hope that all goes well. Thank you. See, for real. Oh, now, do you see yourself 
um in the long run for web3 or like do you plan on expanding to different things or diversifying like what's your game plan right now i will be in web3 for a very long time um but that's i'm going to be diversifying i might buy back into real estate investing um i'm always open for opportunities of making money of investing um so once i make money from web3 and our web3 businesses because like we have many i'm going to be taking that money and then investing it and doing other things but my main focus right now is web3 i'm early and the amount of money that you can make is insane because we're so early and i have an, i have an ability to really impact the future of where everything goes which is pretty cool dude that's awesome man it was big big boy tins i like that um you know it's something just the fact that you're every day you wake up and like you said before even if you like you didn't even want to hop on the podcast but like you still did it like doing things that you don't want to do is so important um and just like how you're starting those businesses we are also starting our own stuff so this is kind of like our own motivation well not even motivation yeah. i want to say inspiration not yeah. motivation fuck motivation this is kind of like our inspiration like for example i mentioned to you i'm starting like my own swim school yes uh deep down with the podcast we do want to make this like this kind yeah. of peak we want to make this kind of like a production company um awesome a little bit about that yeah so like the idea that we have for not so therapeutic and like my personal stuff too uh we want to turn it into like a media corporation uh where we can help and potentially own a studio where people can go and rent it out and make their own content and it's awesome and just us help out the community as much as we can uh literally on our website we made like a tab where people can go make an account and like join our community so they can always make new friends chat with each other maybe learn something new from everybody else that's in there but sadly nobody joined so now nah, nobody's joined yet. yes yeah. there we go yes still working on it but we'll get there yeah it takes time I had a question. Well, um, I hate these brain parts. I, I have to say, I'm very amused by this joke. By that joke this oh, yes. Yep. <laughs> Was it a first huh? available? Um, I'm like, it's 32 ounces, so I just grab it. I mean, it's a good size. I was like, I don't know. That's good. That's good. That's what's up. That's what's up. Stay in hydrated. That's yes, have to. Oh, I got a question. So, like, what does a normal day look like for you? Especially when you're doing all this stuff. It's completely random. Um, so, a lot of our community is, like, overseas, Romanian, like, European. So, I'm usually up around between 12 and 2 p.m. And I'm usually in bed around 4 or 5 a.m. Um, and a lot of my day is either creating content um i probably spend 10 hours on my phone a day 11 hours on my phone a day um if that's creating content uh we have business meetings um and the bulk of it is either talking to my team brainstorming um uh on twitter uh either making content or on twitter spaces or in my community discord talking to my community building we do our business meetings in our discord so like uh like for the public to see um, and then obviously like the back room, like business meetings as well. Um, a lot on the phone. Um, and then, uh, I work out five days a week as well. 
Nice. Cool. How do you, how do you, uh, fit in your workouts? So like, how do you, uh, I do them like during our calls. Oh, really? Like while yeah. you're on the call? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. the call and then you just like drop down to 30 pushups. Yeah. Uh, me and my business partner are doing like this pushup, uh, like this pushup circuit. So he's usually doing it on Twitter spaces. Uh, like we're hosting a Twitter space today at two and he is probably gonna be doing pushups during that. That's only how to get into your push up. What's what's your um push up record right now? Like what's uh I'm doing a hundred and sixty two three days a week. Three days but like is that like one set? No. It is so it's I do three sets. Uh three sets, three different push ups. So I do diamond, I do like hammer, which is like on my fists, and then I do wide. Um and I do right now. Uh, I'm up to 18. So like 18 diamond, take a three minute break. 18 hammer, take a three minute break. 18 wide, take a three minute break, and then do that three times. That's cool. That's what's up. Because I've been, I've been into my push-ups a lot too. Um, and I'll do different ones. So like I'll do three sets of 10, and I'll do it like three times. I I try to hit at least 100 in the day. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll do so I'll do pipe push-ups to really to focus yep. on my shoulders. Then I'll do wide, and then sometimes I'll do like tricep extensions, like you know when it's like this. Yep. Uh-huh. Hit those. Um, and yeah, just just try to stay active, really, because it's like people think that for you to work out, you need to be at the gym every day, bro. Yeah. Oh, just drop down, do thirty push-ups, and then yeah. do like a lit like some some ab workouts for like two or three minutes. You're good. Like that's all you need. And I think I, so I was big into CrossFit and obviously me playing sports my entire life. I lifted weights like every day or like three times a week. And I don't, I don't lift weights anymore. I do all calisthenics and I've seen a bigger change in my body in the past two months than I have in the past like years doing. And I do 30 minutes um, of calisthenics um, a day, five to six days a week. And that's really all I do. What's up? Yeah. We need to get on that because I've, I've been slacking myself. I need to. Uh, I've been slacking. <laughs> now, I'd hear you guys now. I need to get back on my shit. Yeah. Bro, I just do some push ups. Especially now because I'm training for a half marathon. Okay. So I just started getting back on it. Oh, that's the worst. The startup phase of like working out. Oh, that's terrible. It's so bad. Like it's good when you have like the groove going. Yes. Stop for like, let's say, not even just like four days like a week and then yep. you're about to get back into it you're like oh yeah but then it leads back to being persistent to what well, i've been talking about this whole time you know it's like just doing shit that you don't want to do just do it stop being a bitch just like i need to take my own advice i'm not i'm not gonna hear that like and i'm i'm the greatest ever or like that i'm doing everything that i'm saying but i know i need to put the things i say into work as well yeah you know Cause it's also, it goes back to the whole, like practice what you preach type thing. You can't be telling people to work out if you don't work out yourself. Like you just look like a, like, <laughs> like an idiot, really, you know? Um, yeah. Do you have any deals? That's kind of all I had. I don't know. Honestly, bro, you covered everything. Like I came so unprepared today. <laughs> I'm not going to let that know. Cause, cause like, dude, I've been so busy with like other projects that I've been doing. Like I just released a short film that we worked on. That um, and I'm gonna call bullshit on that. 
<laughs> it is called a bullshit. That's not funny. That so probably, funny. probably. Yeah. No one's that busy. <laughs> you gotta make time. Yeah, now I do have to make time. Is there is there anything you'd like to talk about? Uh, like just in general, or anything that you got going on aside from the whole uh, Web three space, or anything that comes to mind, really? Um, that's about it. I mean, that's my entire life. That's all I'm doing right now is either content creation around Web three or mental health, um, or the business. Um, I think one thing to touch on is Web three is a very unique opportunity. Um, like you guys talk about your podcast, yeah. um, I think injecting web three or getting into the web three community would be smart. Um, just like you said about intimate connections, web three is all about connections. Um, we know all our holders that hold our NFTs, like it's a very deep, intimate, connective space. Um, and I think a lot of business owners, um, are going to struggle stepping into the space because they go from a web two business where they work in the background, they aren't really connected to their community. They release a product, they get feedback, then they go in the background and build um, versus Web3 where you're building in the front end all the time. Yeah. Like everything's transparent. We have a transaction log. We show all our wallets. Um, and I I think um, just for businesses, if they want to build intimate connections, if you're an artist or like a, like a regular business owner, a photographer, it's a really good time to get into this space because you're early. Um, if that's, I mean, uh, if you're doing short films, I mean, I would get into Web3. Um, like anything creative, if you're anything creative, the community is amazing and you're able to build deep connections, which will result in people loving you and then buying the things that you put out. Now, what would you, what would you think, or what would you say would be the first step into stepping into Web3? Or like, how do you break into that? Uh, just jump into the community. Um, just get into the community on Twitter and just start to talk to people with Twitter spaces. Um, I would get a base education of the space, but, um, and then once you get a really, like a very basic deep understanding, or I'm sorry, a, a very basic understanding of the space, then you can jump in deeper and get in Twitter spaces, yeah. come on our discord, just talk to people about the space. Um, and then once you're kind of in a little bit, um, you'll get pulled in because the people are amazing and you'll kind of learn how you can utilize it to make money. That's what's up. What's up? We'll definitely take that into consideration for sure. Um, uh, but yeah, that's that's all I had for today. Um, you have any other wizard? Honestly, bro, got nothing else. Uh, oh, dude, you answered all the questions so good. Thank you. Thanks fucking came prepared with all these questions and i was not expecting that but it came out so <laughs> yeah i i really I, again I, I appreciate you taking the time to hop on i know you, you're busy with everything no. uh, <laughs> i'm not i cannot stand when people say that because i'm i'm not as busy as people think i'm hmm. not so how do you think like how do you maneuver that though See, this is another thing, like perception, when people think that you're a busy person, they just think that you like, they just look, I want to, I want to say like, they kind of think of you higher than yes. you think of yourself as, Okay, right? Yeah. So like, how do you maneuver that? Maneuver the, the, uh, perception part. Yeah. Just be honest. I mean, like I'm playing Apex probably three hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm not the big of the song though. 
Okay, I'm, I'm not. I'm not that big. A fan. Makes sense. I'd be on Fortnite. He's a gamer. Yeah, bro. He's yeah. Talking me in the chat. He's like, "Yo, up on Fortnite." I'm like, "I'm not playing." Or, or like when he used to play, we used to play F1 a lot. So it's like we spend three hours on F1 just raging. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, that'll be all for today. Once again, thank you for hopping on, bro. I hope you have a great rest of your day. I appreciate you. Uh, you have me out of this was a really good conversation. I've been on probably 20, 30 podcasts and this was in the top for sure. The conversation was really good. Um, so it flowed well, no dead spaces. I'm very grateful to be on, um, and happy to be here. And if you need anything from me, uh, you guys can always reach out. Got you. Got you. Got you. Hopefully in the future, uh, we have you as a, as a, uh, renewing guest, I guess. Returning. Yeah. Returning. Returning. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I had to translate from the Spanish. My brain had a little shortcut. Well, a secret. Bird. Yeah, that'd be all, man. Appreciate you. Uh, awesome. Stay in touch, and I'll see you. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Peace. Let's go. He's going. He's going. Let's go.